Welcome everybody to the Clear Tai Chi Mastermind meeting for Friday, March the 4th, 2022. And today's topic is going to be wave power, which is the subject that uh, Daniel Hill will be teaching at the Clear Tai Chi International Family Gathering here in Maryville on June 2nd through 5th, uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And the, uh, so we're going to be and what you'll see here for the next few weeks is that we're going to have um, each one of the folks who's going to be teaching who are Clear Tai Chi regional organizers uh, talking about their topic and we'll actually be discussing it and getting into it a little bit. And there will also be a number of other things going on at the Clear Tai Chi International Family Gathering. One of them will be a, um, a topic that is a group panel discussion. Last year, what we did was how to use Tai Chi specifically to uh, work with folks who have COVID and to help them to get to not get their lungs locked up with COVID and how to use it to, to improve the situation and your oxygen intake levels. And we were doing that based on having actually done it. Um, so we, we weren't talking about things that were speculative. It was, we did this, this was the result. And so evidence-based, if you will, um, like that, the, uh, we haven't picked it. We haven't chosen our topic yet. Uh, in fact, if any of you have a topic that you really would like to see, like to think would be very good for the bigger group, uh, please contact us and let us know, hey, I want, I want to, I would love to have the topic be on this. Once I get a few of those in and, or depending on what else comes up, we'll pick one. We'll, we'll put that in there. The other one is that we do have guest instructors coming, uh, at least several right now, um, and they will be teaching various topics as well as the topics that you're going to hear on here. So that's the Clear Tai Chi International Family Gathering, June 2nd through 5th in Maryville, Tennessee. Be there or be there. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so... And uh, you can find out the, the latest about that event uh, always at taichigathering.com um, and you can sign up there too. And please share it with your friends. Um, family members and students. Yeah. Yeah, all right. So Daniel, your topic today is wave power and that's what you'll be teaching. And so if you would start us off, actually, what am I saying? Sorry, let me introduce everybody real quick. I almost forgot that. I'm Richard Clare, your resident host. This is Matt Holker. He is the regional organizer for uh, Maryville, Tennessee, outside of Knoxville, Tennessee. Hi, Greg. Welcome. Daniel Hill in Phoenix, Arizona. That's right, teaching WAVE here in the West Valley. Welcome. Sheila Bell in Costa Rica. Everybody, I'm in Guanacaste, pretty close to Nicaragua. Um, Northern Pacific region of Costa Rica. Welcome. Art Don in the Washington, D.C. area. Hello, everyone. I'm in Greenbelt, Maryland. That is 12 miles east of Washington, D.C. Welcome. Harry Legg in Verona, New Jersey. Hi there, Sifu. Uh, yeah, about 15 miles away from uh, New York City. And uh, also have Paul Shansky, who teaches uh, for New Jersey Tai Chi in Fairlawn, New Jersey. Thank you. Philip Chan in Columbus, Georgia. Hello, all. Welcome. 
Ty Talbert in Colton, California. Hello, everyone. I'm in Colton, California, about half an hour from Los Angeles with good traffic and uh, teach throughout the Inland Empire. Uh -huh. Jim Kelly in Boca Raton, Florida. That's right. Sunshine State. <laughs> I'm guessing it's getting hot down there already. It's been 70 here. Yeah, it's getting 70s, 80s. This is a nice time of year. <laughs> Mark Mashad in Michigan, and he's going to tell you what parts. Once he goes off of mute there. Uh, he may have to step Mark away for a second. Away. Okay, so welcome, Mark. Uh, the, uh, all right, and so then, uh, like I said, today's topic is Wave Power with Daniel Hill. Da uh, Daniel, if you would, start us off by talking about what you're, what you're actually planning to teach on or about regarding Wave Power. All right, well, uh, I'll start off first with how I kind of got into WAVE, which was at your Push Hands Level 2 workshop, uh, which had just way too much information to take on at one point in time. But WAVE stuck out to me as one of the more awesome things. So that very workshop I bought from Matt, the WAVE DVD set, and uh, was applying it into a lot of the Yichuan and other things that I was doing with you, Bagua. And it quickly kind of became one of my favorite skills. It's the reason why I have this uh, waving picture behind me every uh, podcast call. Uh -huh. It's not just a coincidence. <laughs> uh, so with that, um, wave is uh, incredibly easy to see the offensive and defensive and health aspects of it. And one of the things that's very easy to teach to students early on, of course, there's different levels of skill that go with that. Um, but because I believe it's aspect in nature and physics with what a wave is, I think that's why people grasp it very easily. And I'd like to expand upon that with everybody and share with them all the things I've benefited from in that field. Cool. Okay. Um, so go ahead and, and get us talking here. All right. First question I will pose to you all are, it's basically what comes to mind when you think of waving, such as things in nature, what things wave and why, what images or thoughts pop into your head? Sheila, let's start with you. So, um, that's, there's a lot. <laughs> there's Isn't a lot. There? Um, for those of you who don't know, I studied marine biology. So along with the obvious in the ocean, <laughs> um, we actually had to take a lot of science classes and the, the number of waves, are, it's just, it's infinite. The whole spectrum. I guess one of the things that, that impressed me most as I was studying was how the, the frequency of different energies made it be something like light or sound or, you know, the different colors within the white light and uh, then electromagnetic waves from microwave through radio wave through, I mean, it's just, it's very fascinating. It's very fascinating. The way things are cyclical also, you can think of as being waves. There's all kinds of cycles that, that uh, fascinate me. 
Fantastic. Art, you're next. What do you got for us? Well, I think of WAVE um, as just a, in, in one sense, a uh, pulsing transfer of energy um, in the sense that, that a WAVE is continuous flow, of course, but um, at its, if you measure it at a high point or a low point, it's, it's just, it's really a pulse. So if you send an energy into a person and working with the wave, um, you could send the wave type energy, sort of a rise and fall type motion to maybe um, cause one to lose balance or a structure to move them. Or it could, if you just think of applying the, say the high end of the wave push sort of a, it would um, manifest as a, a pulsing energy, sort of push stop, push stop, push stop to again, affect, <clears throat> affect uh, balance and, and structure. So that's sort of what um, it means to me in um, a basic sense. Fantastic. Thank you for sharing. Harry, you're up next. Bring us some internal wave. Ah, thank you, Daniel. Well, wave means a lot to me in so many ways, kind of like Sheila, uh, having spent uh, decades on the radio. I'm used to being on the airwaves. <laughs> so there's that. Um, and being an audio producer, just looking at the waves on the screen and editing from them. Um, but in regards to Tai Chi, uh, I really love the power of waves. And they don't have to be big, huge crashing waves either. I love how even a small, subtle wave that you have running inside your body can reveal to you what's going on inside another person. It can catch them and trap them and all sorts of stuff. So that would be the, the quick response out of uh, an enormous topic. <laughs> all right, fantastic. All right, uh, uh, Matt, what do you got for us? Oh, well, you know, again, I mean, waves are just everywhere in nature and for everything from light to sound to, you know, the ebb and flow of the ocean to all sorts of other things. And, um, you know, waving grasses in the, in the field or, um, you know, waving of the trees or whatever it might be. There's, there's all sorts of different things that wave. Um, and, to me, I guess that just what, what what fascinates me most about wave is that what essentially what it is is a, a shape that's that's an up and a down or an on and an off or it's got a duality to it that it fluctuates between, but it also does that fluidly on a curve, and by doing that, it allows for it just just by taking that sort of shape and that sort of flow, it allows for an extraordinary transfer of energy through matter. Um, and it does it with, you know, without necessarily displacing the matter or moving the matter with the wave, although sometimes something might ride along with, with the wave. But like in the ocean, the wave is moving through the ocean and the stuff is bobbing up and down because that wave is going through it. But the energy is transferring more or less cleanly um, along through there. It's losing a little bit of friction as it goes. But um, but that, that what, what's amazing to me about wave and having experienced some of the wave power stuff, like in your own, you know, in my own body um, and in practical 
used that way, what's amazing is how easy it is to generate a wave and how much force really transfers or, or is able to transfer because of that um, and how clean it is uh, without, without any of that force really eating into you. If you're trying to shove something in on a straight line, um, it becomes really challenging to do that in a certain way without eating a lot of that force yourself, but waving it into something is a lot easier and a lot cleaner. And you see that all over in nature, just the way that moving things respond. Excellent. Sifu, I'm going to save you for last and go to Phil next. You're Phil, on you're mute. on mute. <laughs> Still on mute. Still on mute. There yeah, we go. There you go. There you go. I'm sorry. So one of the things um, is that if you're teaching, um, teaching the wave skill is like a really nice thing to do early for students that are just learning because it's one way to get them out of this, the stick man, very stiff way of moving and getting into being more fluid. So it is one it's a relatively easy way to transition from a very beginning level to the next level. And, and I think it's something that, that uh, in level one is, is caught in, this, in, in the swimming dragon is one, one approach to it. So I just think it's, it's very cool as a very early skill to focus on um, because it has a lot of benefits and it gets people out of the mindset of, of looking like stick figures moving stiffly. Excellent. Very good. All right, Ty, what do you got for us? Um, a lot of good things have come up and um, I'm going to go ahead and segue from what Phil said about teaching. One of the things that I use for teaching it is using um, ribbons, the type of ribbons that are used in rhythmic gymnastics. And what I like about that is not only can you just describe what it, a wave looks like, you can visit, give a visual representation of a wave and show how the wave can have uh, greater wave length, greater wave density, uh, all those sort of things that you can talk about, but now you can physically show them. This is what a wave would look like, not only within your body, but outside of your body. Now put it inside of your body. That's a wonderful concept. All right, if we can get Jim Kelly surfing on the waves to share something with us. Thanks, Dan. Yeah, it's a great topic. Um, you know, I've always been interested in, in maths and science, you know, from an early age. And it's amazing how many waves there are, you know, just throughout, you know, throughout the world or, you know, all the, the sciences. Um, of course, when we start out as human beings, the the two obvious ones are, you know, your heartbeat and your breathing cycle, and it's they're with you right from, you know, the moment you're born, and you know, carry on through with life. You know, just basic breath, breathing in, breathing out. It's all a controlled wave where you can you can fluctuate it, you can control the duration. You can control the pitch, 
So there's a lot to be said for that. And, and living down in Florida, especially when we do classes out on the beach, it's one of the easiest ways to explain to students and to, to get that concept, you know, of tying rhythmic movement or wave action to your form and, and carrying it through to the martial aspects of the Tai Chi. So great topic. Thank you. All right, Mark, share something new with us. So I had an internet issue. Can you repeat the question, please? I missed, I missed the question at the beginning. All right. Well, the question was, what comes to mind when you think about waving? It could be th things in nature, uh, what things wave and why. What do you think about wow, the waving Tai Chi skill? Okay. Yeah, that's, that's pretty broad. Um, one thing, I guess, one thing I wanted to say that jumped out at me when Sheila was talking about, about where it is all in the world, in the universe, is uh, kind of a thought came to my mind uh, the universe is kind of alive. You don't think of it in those terms, but because ev everything is waving, waving is everywhere. And uh, if those waves didn't exist, nothing would exist. Those vibrations and waves, just kind of, it's kind of a, just as a, not to tangent too much, but just kind of an interesting thought really. Um, the, uh, but when you think of like, you look in uh, one thing that always, um, uh, one thing I always found interesting, and it's it's kind of a cliche almost, is the uh, is the idea of dropping the pebble into a pond, and then watching watching the ripples, right? And uh, you know, I think as an analogy for Tai Chi, um, that's very interesting. As far as um, uh, I almost when I think of like uh, Ting, or when I'm when I'm looking in another well, into a partner, looking for defects to be repaired. Uh, I think in those terms of the of the pebble in the water where I will I will kind of insert a force into them and then I then I see how it moves or doesn't move. You're getting that same kind of idea of the ripples or the waves through the body. Um, I used to use a similar strategy years ago. I worked for uh, I worked with juvenile offenders in a residential treatment facility. And uh, when I would be doing rounds, going to check a unit, as I would walk up to the unit, I would stop about 10 feet outside the door and I would close my eyes and, and get really quiet and listen. And I could tell by the sound coming out of the unit if it was chaos, if the staff could actually control the kids or not. I could tell where in the house the trouble was uh, before I ever entered the door. Like what I was going into, I, I knew before I even walked in the door. And so um, that concept, the wave concept, I think is integral to the Tai Chi, you know, whether you're thinking offensively or defensively or health, health related or, or martial, uh, it's, it's, you know, the universe is alive. You can feel those things. It's kind of the sense, you know, even, you know, what Sheila was saying, even light has the waves, you know, so. Well, and Mark, from a push hands perspective, you touched on something there that um, that I really liked, and I, and I want to flip it on its head also um, because that you, you the idea that you would kind of send a pulse or a shot or some kind of a line in, and then read the ripples through and the waves through 
their reactions is like, I got to try that. I haven't really thought about it in that way. But one thing I have played a bunch with is kind of the other way around is like almost like a sonar um, kind of thing on a submarine where you send out a wave and, or send a wave in or, or be using a wave and then ping off of the parts in them that are not able to move or that are, that are static or empty somehow. Oh, um, that's what I meant. Maybe I didn't explain it well. Oh, oh okay. Was, well, but you, exactly, yeah, that's exactly what I thought you said uh, also, I think is, is, um, is interesting and I'm going to play with it um, because uh, reading the, the actual ripples through their body and not just kind of where they're stuck or not, I think that might have some value to it. Um, yeah. Anyway. Excellent. Well, we're going to get into that with some future questions in just a bit anyway. So keep thinking on that. Uh, uh, last but not least, Sifu, Richard Clear, what okay. do you think about when it comes to wave? Uh, lots of things. <laughs> where to begin, right? I usually think about some kind of action that if you were static still and you want to go to action, a lot of people will go from still and just move to the action. And what happens is, is that the highest amount of resistance that you're going to get is from not doing anything to doing something, whatever that something is. And so if I can wave first, I can relax into the wave and begin with movement that's happening because I relaxed into wave and then use that to then form that wave towards whatever the action is I want to do. And so it becomes, instead of it being resistance, 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 okay, I'm in motion, now I'm starting to get there, it becomes I'm sort of melting or oozing or easing into the action beginning and then I let that that ripple form into whatever expression that I would want it to be or need it to be. And the more skilled you become at that, the less effort you're putting into whatever it is you're doing to get started and then to actually do the thing that comes behind it um, like that. And so there's a lot of applications to that. Almost like dropping a pebble into your own pond. Yes. Yeah. And so, yeah, as you release your body like that and that wave begins, then you're able to ride that wave into whatever the kind of expression is you want it to become. So, yeah. All right. Wonderful. Well, I was expecting a lot more imagery from you guys, like uh, birds, waves, birds, wings waving, or maybe from Sheila. If, um, well, you asked what a I fish, thought. If a, fish, if, a fish, if a fish is not waving in the ocean it's sinking same with the person you have to wave against the wave and get into that which is going to bring us into the next question anyway which is uh what is wave as a concept uh as far as physics goes a wave and matt had touched upon this a wave transports energy and momentum without transferring matter that's the way uh was described by albert einstein and leopold infeld in their book, uh, Evolution of Physics. So, uh, and a lot of you guys have touched upon the traits of wave already, but I wanted to focus on that for a while. And depending on the answers you give, I'm gonna pose a few other questions in there as well. So, Sheila, what are some specific traits of a wave? 
that you would like that you like or they might use <laughs> i would add that to yeah it. not all of them we know you're educated make it just, more just one or two yeah. i feel censored no i'm just kidding um <laughs> <laughs> you can put it any way you want it's all good. i'm just teasing no, I would say, uh, you know, referring back to my first answer too, the, the cyclical nature of waving is something that not everybody appreciates. A lot of times people think, you know, it's a wave, but it's kind of like going from point A to point B. It's more of a, uh, yeah, but, but if you look at a wave if from a stationary point, it's cyclical, right? So when Sufu was just talking about as Matt put it, dropping a pebble into your own pond and then seeing those waves come out. Um, I think, you know, if you're just starting, you let Sung fall and then the Pung's rising and you have that in a wave motion, you know, and then it's going to stay with you. It's cyclical. It's like little circles. So it's a wave and it can express and it can come out and express, but it's always coming from within, right? So you get that same cycle and it kind of it helps with the whole expansion contraction of your form, expansion and contraction, and you're cycling through and cycling through. And if you choose to put that into someone else or, you know, whatever you're planning to do with it, um, I think that's that's where I go with that uh, concept. Absolutely. So Sheila, where does a wave start? Where does yeah, it end? That's, and that's what I, as soon as Matt said, putting a pebble into your own pond, I was like, hmm. And where does the pebble come from? And what is projecting the pebble? And what is it falling into? And yeah, so yeah, that's a very, very good question. And, you know, I, I don't have a perfect answer for that, but you can go all the way down. It, 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 it was, yeah, you could go, you could, let's ask Ant-Man. He would, he's probably been there, right? <laughs> what is the place that you can go as small or as big as you want, it's still gonna be there. So does it start? Or is it simply passing through? Cycling. Exactly. Through. <laughs> well, and that's, that we're going to get into the application of that very soon. That question was rhetorical, but I do like what you added to it. Um, Art Dom, what, is, uh, what are some traits of a wave? What makes a wave oh, no. a wave versus not being a wave? Although the wave has a, a high point and a low point, and of course, I it, it is traveling through all the all the values of um, the the area it's going through from a point from high to low. But I think of it in terms of well, functionality for for push hands, for example, um, using it with working off the high point of the wave. Um, giving just a little more energy to um, upset the balance of a person, maybe um, give them a, a push they weren't ready for to move them a bit. Um, and at, at the low point, the weaker point of the wave that could undermine the stability of the person you're pushing hands with um, by sort of weakening the structure, just causing maybe even a slight collapse to then give you the advantage to, to, to work them um, in that way. And of course, the another way would be to work with the wave as a whole and um, have the wave come in and then um, e emit the wave that 
just uses the high and the low point to to move the person that way, just waving them through the way. For example, an analogy of a wave in the ocean pushing a person over. Very good. Well, I, with what you were saying about high points and low points, one of the questions I was hoping I'd get to ask somebody if they answered that way is, at what point in the wave, high points and low points, at what point does a wave absorb and receive? Oh, the, the wave, as, as I... All of it. It absorbs at all different points, high, low, middle, everywhere. At what point does a wave return the force or have power in it? Well, again, from your answer, you could say it at any point um, that, exactly. that it's always going. But, but I was thinking more in the sense of if the wave is at the low point, it, it is building up and sending the energy in to cause sort of a, a, a rising and um, motion in the other person that way. And, and at the high point, it would, the energy would, while still having the, the power, would be um, a, a downward energy to maybe weaken or pull down the person, again, just sort of um, affecting their alignment and, and structure to make them more easily movable. Absolutely. Very I, wanted good. To wait. I wanted to wait until the end, but I'm going to add this now because there's there's a, something, Sheila, something you were wrestling with based on the question a little bit. Art, you were just were as well. And I'm thinking most people will have this issue. And that is that for whatever reason, uh, most people, the vast majority of people, and I think it's just a development issue of how we are in our thinking, you know, like linear thinking as opposed to more spatial, spatially based thinking and that kind of thing is that we are very used as people to thinking about fixed points, something that's much, very, very finite and very, uh, for lack of a better word, defined. I don't need defined like explained. I mean, defined like it's right there and then it's right here and then it's right there and it's very fixed like that. And what's interesting through the movement of a wave fully is that it's a continuity that is not about a fixed point and there's a point of interaction with whatever object or force or whatever else is being interacted with that um, becomes a fixed point of interaction briefly, but that it's fluidly in motion as a continuous whole. And so you have to take it in a much more 3D or 4D actually in terms of how I think about that, maybe 5D. Uh, um, dimensions being what the D is, the uh, kind of an interaction. And so it becomes a lot more um, fluid. It's not really the word I'm looking for as much as, um, Dynamic. well, I'm talking about spatially being an area and a volume as opposed to a fixed point. Mm -hmm. And so it becomes a little bit hard for most people because we tend to speak typically about things in terms of like fixed points in this and for a waving and an action that is that has volume like that, there can be the different fixed points. There are things happening, but that the action overall and its effect overall isn't so much a fixed point as, as, as much as it is a, a 
a much more thorough, that's a bigger picture, um, a more continuous, continuous not being the word I want to use because you could get continuous where it's point, 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 point. And in this case, it's a it's a dynamic. Was that the word you said? It's this dynamic being okay, but really, I'm talking about it's very much more comprehensive than any one point in the thing. And so, it becomes hard when you're not used to using language where you're talking about things in their whole, in their bigger picture, to talk about it because of that tendency to want to talk about fixed points. So hopefully, I think helps. too because it's um, it recalls to mind a story that my brother-in-law said he went diving at night and they gave them flashlights they were expecting to see sharks and he said for some reason as soon as they saw a shark his first instinct was to turn off the light and he said well that was dumb. I don't know where now I don't know where it was like he was hiding because the shark wouldn't be able to find him without the lights like you know they have other senses sharks but, yeah, just fine sharks, you just have to see the shark anymore right and the sharks live in this three-dimensional you know, environment. We, even though we say, you know, we live in a three-dimensional environment, but we live on a flat surface, you know? So it's this completely different person, really being a 360 degree, three-dimensional aqueous substrate that fish and sharks are used to getting around in. Used to operating. You in. know, and we're used to, even if it's three-dimensional, it's pretty much a flat surface where we live. Well, part of what so you're there's this whole other concept and vocabulary for dealing with something like that so we're stuck to the ground if we could fly and, and easily flew and everything we did we were floating and moving around in three-dimensional space the whole time then we would it would be different but we have a fixed point of contact to the ground so we're used to thinking in terms of that kind of a fixed point that's what i'm hearing you say excellent thank Correct. you for sharing that sifu uh what you had said brought up two points that i, I wanted to touch upon, which is another definition of wave is a disturbance that travels through a medium. So that point of interaction that you talk about would be that point of disturbance where the wave travels through it. Um, furthermore, disturbance yeah. to the receiving, um, to the receiving thing or person or, or, or force or whatever it is. And I would say that it's only a disturbance to the wave if the wave somehow discontinues being a wave. And so it's really not the thing as much as the effect of the thing after it's had an action of, after it's, after an occurrence, uh, an event of some kind through the way. Does that make sense? That sure does. That's why I'm writing it down. <laughs> All right. Uh, one more point you had made, uh, which I was going to touch upon with art, is that there is not any fixed point, but as far as as teaching and practicing Tai Chi, wanting to be in the now state. A lot of people think of the now as a static and finite point. With wave, it is a constant and dynamic, uh, continuous state of now. Rather yeah, it's than what a surfer has to do. It's what a surfer has to do, and, and I'm sure other sports as well, other activities as well, is that if somebody goes and they're used to, they're very stuck on fixed points, they get, as soon as they start to get up on the board, they're in the water because that is a continuum, not a fixed point. Excellent. All right, I will restate the question now for Harry Leg. What are some traits uh, of WAVE or what is WAVE as a concept? 
that you like or what defines a wave <laughs> sure that defines a wave well um we we've we've talked about a lot about the continuous flow we all we all have wave already in us because we're vibrational beings and vibration is wave so that that goes to kind of what you also asked sheila where does a wave begin well we already have waves going on in us but then can we <laughs> can we generate more can we use our mind to focus wave make it a really tight wave make it a wide wave anywhere in between um i mean harry let me weigh in on that for a second so to give you an idea somebody could say vibrational being a lot of people would go oh, okay yeah and uh, woo, and i'm saying to that our brain works in waves it does not normally stay at a fixed point our heart like you were talking about whoever it was that said it before has this rhythm to it our body cycles our sleep cycles are um anything that you're going to think about doing your blood flow through your body is a continuous cycle your uh um, high and low ebbs throughout the day are a continuous cycle the the meridian chinese meridian system for doing the acupuncture that is a cycle where there's a flow through and that flow changing and all of that and so all these things flow and vibrate like and and have a uh, when i say vibrate i don't mean they're just oscillating but a flow to them that is fitting what Harry just said. So there is science there. Not it's not like some mumbo. Yeah, talk. this this isn't meant to be woo-woo garbage. What I'm talking about is science. Is you could take the drywall on your wall. There is a frequency to it, and science proves that. So I'm not trying to. When we say vibrational yeah. beings, and, not and trying a, to and a decay rate and all that, right? Oh yeah, exactly. So um, what I like, um, I, I I briefly <laughs> mentioned this. Uh, I think in my, my first response earlier on the podcast that I like how a wave can be very revealing uh, to me. So if I'm pushing hands with someone and I'm running a little wave through them, that wave will assist me, my ting, my listening or perception ability to feel where they have issues inside their body, where there is that tension, where something's stuck or stagnant. Um, and so I will use wave uh, in that manner. I will also use it, um, again, using push hands as the laboratory, um, to always be in movement uh, in, in a way that may not be obvious. So when we talk about fighting, I think, uh, you know, many of the people that may be watching this uh, and or listening to this podcast uh, are familiar with a famous YouTube clip of the tai, supposed Tai Chi master who stood there perfectly still in a p pose. And then the MMA guy came and pounded the living crap out of him. So I think we all know anyone that knows how to fight, you don't stand still. You are always in motion. So even though I may be pushing hands with someone and I look really placid and really still and you don't visibly see anything, if I have some internal, because it is an internal art, wave running through me, which I learned to do because I practiced wave externally, physically moving my body in a wave so that then I could taper that down, taper that down, taper that down to where you don't see that physical movement very much, if at all. That's running inside me. So the second my push hands, a partner or opponent goes to move, well, bam, 
I'm there, that wave can catch them and it helps me that much more. So that's one of the things that I really like using wave for. Fantastic. All right. Next we have Phil. What is wave as a concept or what traits does it have or not have? So I was thinking uh, there are a couple of traits and there are different types of waves. Uh, but one trait of a wave, I think it's it it can be sustained over time and distance with very little effort. And the second thing is that if you think of a whip, that's a type of wave action. And with that, you get movement in one direction and then an explosive change in the direction at the very end. And then the third thing is, and it's, it's related to some of the other things people were talking about, but we don't often think of it, is, but we do it, we use it in some parts of Tai Chi, is that volume can expand and contract in a wave movement. That oh, there could I be like a wave that. quality to expansion and contraction. So, uh, so the volume of the body, there, there are lots of movements where the body expands and contracts, and, and normally that would be done in a way of electric and magnetic, um, probably expansion and contraction within joints. So there are lots of places that would come into uh, effect, and it's not something you think about often. <laughs> so, anyway. Fantastic. Cool. Yeah. I like that a lot. Ty, you're up next. What can you say that hasn't been said? Well, uh, <laughs> could just be what is it, what is it uh, for me for that question? What is waving as a concept? And it's how do you relate to it? You know? Well, probably the only thing that I can say that hasn't been said, and, I, and maybe it's been said in a different way, is that um, although waves do have a continuum, um, that I found that I can aim a wave for it to, as it was mentioned by Phil, to have an endpoint like I'm using a whip. So I can either, when I'm trying to be kind, when I'm doing something using a wave, I don't want that wave to end, end the person's body. I want it to continue through them. And if I want to give them a little bit more, I will go ahead and end it in them and if somebody doesn't have a lot of ting, then I will end it on the surface because that's the easiest way for them to feel that wave. So I use it three ways when I'm teaching. Cool. Yeah. Fantastic. Mr. Jim Kelly, what do you got for us? You know, it's funny how some of these things touch so close to the classroom, you know, teaching. On Tuesday night, we had a class, and uh, one of the uh, one of the members brought their spouse, and he was sitting on the side watching. And a very he works in a construction industry, truck driving, and all this. And we went over the concept of you you had mentioned before of where a wave starts and where it ends, and, and the whole concept of creating waves during the Tai Chi form. And I had demonstrated, you know, that a simple grab 
is a very short wave. And then to go back to a strike, most people without a whole lot of training, they just tend to strike with their arm or their, at the best, a bicep muscle or forearm muscle. And as we demonstrated the form, how the Tai Chi form is almost made so that you continue to increase the wave of the, the, the duration of the wave where, you know, you move your hips and that carries up through the arm, through the shoulder and out through the hand, or <clears throat> you use your whole body where you're shifting your weight, you're turning your ankle, you're, you're bending your knee, you're pivoting on the heel. These are all things in the form that increase the, the sine wave or the, or the, the, uh, the height and pitch of the wave. Um, and, you know, I had worked it all back, all the way down to the heel and even gone through a little bit of what Ty just mentioned where the wave then doesn't have to stop at the palm of the hand or the point of impact. The wave continues traveling on uh, in, either into the person's body or past the body. If you, if you want to turn the wave into a push or a shove. Um, and on the opposite end, the beginning of the wave, when you deal with the concept of root, you know, is it possible to start a, a wave in your root and work it up through the body and then out, you know, through the hand or whatever you're striking with. So, but the, the most interesting point I wanted to make is even for a, a, a novice or somebody who hasn't seen the Tai Chi before, you know, I noticed that he was watching, you know, it, it, was, it was funny because he wouldn't watch directly. He was watching through a mirror, one of the mirrors in the, in the school. And afterwards, you know, I'd asked, you know, what he thought about the, the class. And he, he actually mentioned that it was an amazing concept. And then the following class, he had sent his wife back. He had asked her questions about the whole concept of the wave and, and the strike and, and generating force from the, uh, the heel or the hip and, and how that whole wave concept worked, uh, how it was incorporated in the Tai Chi and how it, how it translated to physical power in the martial sense. So, but uh, again, very close tie to, to the, the teachings of Tai Chi and, and the concept of wave and how even a novice can, can see it once you break it down and explain it. So. Uh, could I ask you something of you, Jim? So, so I think you've had the opportunity to use Tai Chi principles in more actual hands-on physical confrontations with uncooperative people, not training partners, but criminals of one sort or another. So maybe you could talk a little about the concept of waves as you actually use it on the street. Yeah, there's the beautiful thing about the, the whole concept with the wave is uh, like, like Ty had touched upon, there, there is a, a gentle wave or an ebbing wave or 
more of a persuasive wave. There's the, the, the forceful wave that has a little bit more to it. And, it, and then there's the actual, you know, it's, it's an in, intended hurtful uh, way to use wave. And when I first discovered Tai Chi, I was, I was enamored with it because in the beginning of my career, I just used the basic concepts. I didn't even realize that, that the whole connection with wave as a, um, a force or a punishment. Uh, but the opposite side of it, as Harry touched upon, is the healing concept of the wave. You know, being able to, to go into your body or be able to go into somebody else's body and, and feel uh, an ailment or pain or a, uh, a disruption in their wave patterns. It's, uh, it, it's just, it's a, it's a huge, huge topic and a concept that has, you know, so much depth to it. It's hard to, hard to go over a whole lot of it in just this podcast. So, but is that uh, is that what uh, Phil your your question had been? Um, I think Phil was hoping for more action stories, Jim. Yeah, uh, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> you're a for those of you who, <laughs> for those no, of you I, don't know, I, Jim Kelly is the number one police officer in Boca Raton. <laughs> Florida, so he gets to use all these Tai Chi concepts uh, whenever the situation calls the, for it. I'm particularly fond of the naked guy in the mango tree. Jim's allergic Ooh. to certain aspects of mangoes, and the Tai Chi principles required to get that dude out of the mango tree and into the into the station where he belongs. <laughs> yeah, that, that that was probably the the best demonstration of wave and. You know, I, I don't know if it pays to go into the story uh, <laughs> on podcast, but it makes it, it, it's, it definitely keeps the, uh, the uh, viewers or the listeners interest. I'll say that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, so, uh, I, I'm sorry. So it, it's okay to repeat this story then on pod? <laughs> It depends on exactly what was waving in the story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, the, uh, the Sifu refers to is I, I called him up one day after, after having an encounter because for the longest time, I, I couldn't figure out the martial application of the Yang style, the, the movement of uh, turning the prayer wheel, which is just basically this. And uh, hands on jaded table from from the clear floor. Rise and fall, or place hands on jaded table. And and I was laughing because, uh, as Sifu said, I, I I had a call and there was a a naked uh, man in a hiding in a mango tree. <laughs> and I, for the life of me, I was I tried to talk him out of the tree, and I tried to and and he was going into all kinds of uh, eminent domain. Uh, uh, spouting all kinds of that that was his tree house and I had no right to search or seize his <laughs> from his tree house <laughs> and and at one point it just came so naturally that his right ankle and his right wrist were just within grasp and 
my hands went up and I grabbed them by the ankle and by the wrist and that simple waving motion just lifted them off the branches of the tree and I was able to bring them down to the ground. <laughs> this so, is what Bill was looking for, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and the funnier part was I knew enough to take the upper part of his body to get the handcuffs on. My partner wound up with the lower part of the body with all the interesting. <laughs> yeah. So, but uh, now that, the, so yes, the wave concept repeats itself and it does offer itself in martial applications. <laughs> you just have to seize the moment, I guess. <laughs> All right, now we've got Mark. Uh, what is wave as a concept? What does it mean to you? What are the traits of a wave versus traits of not having a wave? Before I answer that, actually, I had a question for you and anybody else out there actually from uh, when you were talking to Art and you were asking him the question about, you know, about the wave, right? Um, mm -hmm. So I, I realized when Sifu was talking that I have a tendency when we're talking about wave to think of it like in a physics book where it's a two-dimensional two XY type yep. graph, right? Mm -hmm. Which can lead to some, uh, probably some uh, wrong thoughts as to how it works if you're thinking two-dimensionally. And so my question was, uh, on the wave, is the power transfer, the power level the same at every point in the wave between the crest and the trough? So what I mean is like, so for example, would the crest of the trough be more powerful? Or is well, rather, Sheila answered this, but what I will tell you from my limited knowledge on the actual science is that it's not that at any point of interaction would it be less it's different okay this actually goes right. pretty much to what i was is that does that sound right Sheila? It, does that sound right Sheila? Well, the the momentum of a wave would be the same throughout it's just yes. it would be the same throughout um yeah there's there's interesting things that happen when waves interact so if you've got one coming this way and the other's coming this way, they cancel each other out, right? But if one's, if one's coming this way and the other's coming this way, it actually gets twice as deep. So the trough and the peak are, are, can be changed if there are two waves coming to interact. So I don't know if that may be what you're thinking of, Mark, but, um, but yeah, no, it, it should be the same on any point of the wave. Uh, you may find that different points of the wave are more effective depending on how they're interacting with, you know, a change. Like uh, a wave that goes through air and then it goes through water, it changes. So if you're trying to put it into someone, there may be a better, a better angle, so to speak. Um, okay. But the wave as, as a scientific thing, it, it's not gonna be different at any particular point. Okay, yeah, I realized that uh, I, because I think of it along the lines of the two-dimensional graph kind of thing, in my mind, you think of it almost like a strong week. And I realized it probably was incorrect, the thought. Um, if you had a peak in the trough, I mean, one of them is going to float you up and the other one's going to pull you down. And so right. that, and if you were towards the center somewhere, like a, like a, somebody who's um, skiing, uh, not skiing, um, surfing, it may be holding you towards place, but it's still moving you. 
And so the act, the amount of power, it's it's in a certain kind of way, or the potential, the the action. Again, I'm I'm not having the right words here. That's going to be equal, but the effect is going to be different in each of those places. Mark, a useful teaching concept for that is thinking of it like a yin yang, where it's maybe instead of more vertical, having it more horizontal. Which is stronger, the yin or the yang? The one that's going over, or the one that's coming under there really isn't one that's stronger or weaker and they are going to change eventually from one to the other. That's something that uh, usually helps as a teaching concept since the yin yang is pretty well known to everybody. Physics, maybe not so much. <laughs> yeah. um, in relation to your question, um, one, I guess one thing that would be different from what other people maybe have talked about is uh, uh, the, 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 the relationship between vibration and wave. Because like, if you look at like a good example would be like Uncle Bill's push hands. Yeah. Where you feel for the feet, that little- The real seriously internal, yeah. Yeah, that, that, that starts the vibration if you listen you feel the wave, you feel the, how it displaces through the medium and you take them, you, you just kind of let carry them where they want to go. So the, the relationship between the vibration and the uh, wave is interesting. Feeling their micro movements and then, and then feeling how, how it moves with the, what the movement is in it, you know? Um, you know, another thought too, I was going to ask you about this was, uh, that would probably be a similar concept with like breathing. Like when you catch their breath, they have yep. a natural breath, but you, you know, there's, you feel the movement, like the direction of the wave of uh, how it affects the body, the act of breathing, the effect on the tissues around it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, that applies to pretty much anything you target in the body. If you're targeting their digestion or you targeting yeah. the expansion or contraction of the smooth muscles of the stomach or pretty much uh, anything you want to target. The way the bone marrow is flowing through the bone or the way the fascia contracts and expands, catching it at any point in that wave or ripple. So then last uh, question, but not can least, you, go ahead. Can I ask you one more question then in relation to that? Go for it. Um, okay. Um, so then can you use the, let's just say digestion, let's pick that. There's, there's a vibration there. It's creating a wave, if you're aware of it. Can you capture that vi natural vibration in your body and use that to affect the other guy? I'm sorry, can you repeat the question again? You have natural vibrations in your body, which are taking place, which are creating a natural waves, wave functions in your body whether it's digestion uh, or your heartbeat or breathing, right? Um, and so my question is, if you can become very conscious of, of the wave that's being created by your digestion, for example, can you take that and utilize that to be the driving force for affecting their guy or moving it? Yes, you can ride that wave. You can ride any wave if you okay. can have the good team to connect to it. And you're practicing. All right. I do believe. 
and you know how to channel it into the into whatever other mediums you want to express it through. Thank Your peristalsis alone is not going to push someone unless you find a way to direct it um, and probably magnify it quite a bit. Well, the first question is, can you ride with it? Uh -huh. Because if you can't do that, then the other problem is not happening either. You're fighting. You're going to fight with it too much. All right. Well, I do believe for that question, I skipped over Matt. If you have anything you want to share. Oh, my slot. But <laughs> um, yeah, and well, I kind of I kind of answered this question the first time instead of the first question I, I was supposed to answer. Um, and so it, it logically it makes sense that my my answers in my head would be flipped for this. Um, but so for me, what's what's kind of amazing or impressive about wave uh, that stands out in a in a noticeable way is that we don't really have good experience of the wave itself, what we typically see, Sivu kind of alluded to this, is the result of the wave. We see the matter being displaced by the wave. And then if you look at like a lake, for instance, I grew up in Minnesota, land of 10,000 lakes. If you look at a lake, you see the wave on the surface. But what you don't realize most of the time, what we don't kind of think about is that that wave is, is expressing through the entire mass of that water all of it is being displaced and we see the results on the surface where there's like a distinction between water and air but throughout the water those waves are moving and rolling and flowing through <coughs> pardon me and they're they're happening in three dimensions and they're interacting with each other if you've ever been on like a boat in a lake like fishing or whatever even in a even in a mild kind of chop the waves can toss the boat in a way where if you're not really responsive to that yeah. and letting the wave play through your body, it's going to kick you off the boat. And, uh, and I've seen people go over it like that before. I probably have once or twice when I was young. Um, the, uh, and so that's, that to me is one of the other amazing qualities of wave is that it, it, because it is so fluid and because it is constantly moving between these sort of, let's call them yin and yang states, but it's always flowing like that it um the wave becomes very responsive to whatever else is in its environment so if there's something like a boat floating on the water that can kind of roll with the waves it will tend to do that but if the waves are going back and forth in such a way that they get emphasized kind of the wrong way on the wrong side of the boat it can tip it up a little kind of extra the wave didn't do anymore it wasn't suddenly more powerful it was just that sort of perfect angle and momentum and the way that things were tossing at that particular moment when it crashed in. Similarly, if there's rocks in the water, the waves will flow around those rocks. But if they are in a kind of a position where it's where the wave is rolling into it, it'll crash into those rocks and it tend and it, and it you know, it, it ends that force or it really sends that force into that medium and it'll tend to erode it and other things. And the, um, the wave is really, my point in, in mentioning all this is that for real like martial use or healing use or any of the uses of like body wave in Tai Chi, um, we, it, it's really highly functional because it typically our bodies can generate wave and we can, we can kind of work on being able to express that quality through our bodies more and more. And as you control that more and more, as you maintain control of that and you feel that fluid kind of changing waving state through your body, you can use that wave 
to cause these other effects just because it's coming at the right angle and the right time in the right way. And it changes very easily and fluidly constantly so that if you wanted to push this way, but it's not working, if you're waving, the wave will tend to flow around whatever impediment was there and come in at exactly the right angle to catch whatever the thing is. And that's where it picks it up. And the better you can wave and the better you can receive wave and the better you, like if you took impact, the better you can wave that out through your body and turn that into a wave that you're a part of and that you're controlling, the, uh, the harder it is to really disrupt your system and the easier it is for you to disrupt other systems or influence other systems and you know, disrupt them if it's martial or use it to, uh, you know, for healing purposes and influence systems that way and get flow increased and improved in certain areas and that kind of thing. Um, it, 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 it is very, very natural and easy to do. It is, I have found in terms of internal power expressions, it is one of the easiest to sort of generate and wrap my mind around and actually use right out of the box. Um, it's just very powerful that way. Uh, because it just has so much going on for it and in it, because it is that constantly changing dynamic thing. Excellent. Wow. And you get so many points on Tai Chi fighting right there. Don't resist, don't insist. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and a wave does neither. All right. Well, I got one or two more questions, depending on, on uh, the time that we have remaining on our call. Let's start with one. Well, so before we do the next part there, uh, remember that this class for waving will be one of the uh, 18 to 20 classes or so that we're having at the Clear Tai Chi family International Family Gathering on June the 2nd through 5th in Maryville, Tennessee. And the, web the website for that is taichigathering.com. And please check it out and avail yourself and plan to come and bring the family and all that good stuff. There, is, there will be a banquet on Saturday night. That's when we'll be doing the uh, panel discussion as well. Uh, and I'll be at the airport Hilton here in Maryville, Tennessee, taichigathering.com. Many of our Clear Tai Chi regional organizers and member schools present in teaching, including our very own Daniel Hill, teaching uh, WAVE live and in person. Anyway. That's right. Back Everyone to get ready to punch each other. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So I suppose for the next question, we can go over for all of you regional organizers uh, a little bit about more your personal experience with WAVE, how you prefer to practice it, uh, the effects it's had on your health and training. Uh, if you don't have much in that, you can also go with how you first learned it and the way it was taught to you by Sifu Clear. Sheila, let's start with you. So um, I love everything about the water. And so one of the really interesting things you can do with Swimming Dragon is try it in the pool. Try it in the pool and see how, uh, a little bit like Ty was talking about the ribbons that you can use to show what's happening with the wave. Also, if you do it in the water, you're gonna feel the water, the way the water's influenced by your movement and it just ripples across the skin. It's very, very interesting and nice. Um, swimming dragon, 
is is fun to do on land as well. Um, as far as my favorite things to do, I think that qualifies. And ever since the um, the way the water method that we took in uh, New Jersey in October, um, I've really been having a lot of fun with bringing it in. Every you know, no matter what else I'm doing, there's a little ripple going through. There, the wave has permeated my style. <laughs> so yeah, good stuff. All right, excellent. Thank you for sharing. Art Don, how do you like to practice wave and how has it affected your training? Excuse me. Um, um, I, I like to practice the wave and of course, first um, I practiced it physically because I had to get the physicality of the the wave motion and I started that with not not doing the not in the form itself but just in sort of a um, maybe seaweed in the water type motion of just loose limbs and and body moving fluidly and sort of evenly which which helps maintain connection in the body which of course is is important but as I became more able with that, I could incorporate the, the wave motion in, in doing the form. And after a lot of practice with, with both those, I could um, generate the wave internally and um, just work with different aspects of it there, moving it through my body um, different ways um, and using it for sort of sensing um, conditions in my body and in, in a push hand sense, um, using it to try to affect uh, the structure and balance of the person I'm pushing hands with or to, to move, the, move the other person. Um, so that's um, more or less a practice of how I sort of try to apply it practically. Excellent. Thank you. Harry Leg, share with us some push hands. <laughs> you assume it's going to be push hands? Come on, Daniel. <laughs> Just because it's me. Uh, well, I was absolutely. I was going uh, to also well say how I got into to wave uh, and and whatnot. So um, it's stair stepping, baby steps, like everything. Uh, this is probably around about a decade or so ago. Uh, I'm in Tennessee training. We're doing our Tai Chi level one basic skills program. And as Art mentioned, the seaweed, or I think we also call it waving moss, where we're purposely, um, for those that are watching the video of this podcast, those that are listening, you won't see this, but we're purposely waving around this way as we do our form. To, to learn to to open ourselves up and loosen ourselves and find the roundness in the form and get rid of the stutter stops that you have when you're first learning and all those sorts of things. And I was a new student uh, back then. I don't think Sifu even knew what my name was. And, and out of the lineup of about 20 people, he goes, you, come here. Because apparently I was like the stiffest looking person in the line of 20 people doing this. And he goes, kind of stiff, aren't you? And of course, you don't realize how stiff you are until it's really pointed out or you see video of yourself. And he goes, we're going to fix that right now. 
I'm like, uh, okay. And he starts rapidly pinching me everywhere. And I'm going, ooh, ow, ow, ooh, ow. And he goes, oh, you can move, can't you? I'm like, okay, all right. <laughs> and so I know that's on a video somewhere. I've never seen it. Uh, I don't think I want to, but <laughs> others may have. So that was the very raw beginning of my loosening up in a way that uh, I hadn't thought about or knew to do before. Uh, but then, um, you know, it progresses and I'll do my best Vanna White here for those watching the video of the podcast. It began with this program, the wave of internal power. There's one of the DVDs. Yes. So, uh, anyway, that is, uh, basically is beginning introduction to, to wave. And I took that a course and then continued to practice what I learned in that. And then it moved into the water fighting method which is all about wave as well. And uh, I was fortunate to take that uh, workshop when, when we managed to, to do it during COVID back in March of 2021. And then um, I had the honor to host Sifu here in New Jersey, and we repeated uh, the bulk of that workshop here in New Jersey uh, this past October. So I've gotten a, a, a nice amount of wave in the last year or so and continue to work it. And kind of as I, I already uh, said in, in my previous uh, question and answer um, a little while ago, I love using wave and push hands to feel what's going on inside of another person in a, in a different sort of way and to use that to catch them. Um, one of the things that I do um, quite regularly, in fact, well, almost without fail, every class, unless I'm just doing something uh, that's I know is going to take the whole class, with my senior citizen students and frequently with my other you know uh, age students, um, is we just wave is part of our warm-up before we begin. And I have a few basic uh, patterns that I, I make sure that they do. And then I say, okay, guys, just freestyle it. Have fun, move your body. Don't just make it limbs, get that torso involved. And everyone always feels so very good after that. And then after just waving, sometimes uh, it'll be all right. Let's just keep that quality going and let's just go through form. Go ahead, have fun, enjoy uh, self-discovery there. And so that's a, a big part of how I, I learned WAVE uh, and continue to and, and how I use it um, with my own students. Cool. Fantastic. I was hoping someone would bring up just the exercise of the WAVE because that is something uh, I like to do pretty much anytime. I feel even the slightest bit of stiffness or just waking up in the morning. That's part of why yeah. this picture is a big reminder for me. It's like, oh, wake up. Oh, look, that's a nice natural wave. And just keep that going throughout the day. All right, Matt, how do you uh, practice it? And, or how did you learn it? How does it affect your training? I learned uh, wave really, really um, for the first time at the wave of internal power uh, workshop that Harry was mentioning earlier um, that was actually at Harry's house. And then I also did the water fighting uh, workshops, both um, the one in 2021 um, in March and the one in New Jersey at Harry's. Um, and I love wave. Uh, I've, I've loved it really since that workshop. I really, the, the first one, the wave of internal power workshop really since then, several years ago now, I immediately just fell in love with that. I, for me, it's very intuitive. Um, but it, it also, um, 
not only we've been talking a lot about kind of the physical use of wave, but it also is one of those skills that I find is, is easy for me anyways, to internalize and get a lot of almost Jing level expression out of it pretty early on um, in my training with it, that, that I don't have to be really moving externally a whole lot to be able to really use an express wave power um, pretty easily. And, um, and I love it. I love it for push hands. I use a lot of push hands. I use it in my sparring method now. I'm, I'm working on like wave fighting stuff um, for real use for self-defense. But my primary use of wave um, is not for that. It's for my own kind of self-healing um, and self-check uh, where I will, I will wave, I, I like to wave through my body either just in kind of spontaneous motion and free form or a lot of times in the Tai Chi form. And what I find is that it really helps me to find trouble spots very easily. If there's a gap in my structure, it's very hard for a wave to flow through that gap because the gap kind of deadens it. If there's an extra tension in my structure, it's very hard for a wave to flow through that tension because the tension kind of grabs it and wants to lock up that momentum. And so that, that constant mo movement and that constant rippling and that constant flow, the better I can control it and at the same time be sensitive to it, the more, um, the more trouble spots it helps call out for me and gives me an immediate fix for it. Like I can just keep waving through it over and over again until it fixes the problem. Um, and I have to be a little bit mindful of what that problem might be and why, and a little bit sensitive to that. But mostly the wave, as long as I'm really doing it very proper and really extra feeling and being mindful of like, am I really getting the wave through these parts? And is it really moving all, all the way through me the way it should be? It'll catch areas that I wouldn't have noticed almost any other way doing almost any other thing. And it calls them out to me and, uh, and helps me fix them like right away in real time. Fantastic. All right, Mr. Phil, you are up next. Dr. Phil. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, I've been doing Tai Chi really a long time really a long time and it actually it was only when i started working with a level one dvd set and working with swimming dragon that i actually started working with with uh waving so that was my introduction to waving um and i use it uh in set practice and one of the things that I'm working on now is I'm working on uh, developing iron power, uh, the iron quality, and also um, poison hand. And there's a way of quality to both of that, both of those. The iron that, quality, you're talking about steel wrapped in cotton, the golden belt, not the, not the yeah. other kind. So, yeah. Right. So, right. Anyway, so, so there's, there's a wave quality to both of those that I'm trying to develop better. And one of the interesting things about WAVE is, and one of the reasons that it's really fun to train in Tai Chi is because sometimes skills transfer into the rest of my life. So one of the things is that 
I do West Coast Swing, and there are body rolls in West Coast Swing that are very similar to waving. So, <laughs> so there's been a double dividend. And the other thing, and probably Matt would probably talk about it more effectively than I do. One of the interesting things is when, when Matt had COVID the first time, he had a lot of problems with body aching and it was hard to breathe. And waving was a way that he learned that he used to loosen the muscles up and then also allowed him to breathe more freely and probably prevented him getting atelectasis, which is collapse in parts of the lower parts of the lungs. And that's really an important thing to avoid it with something like COVID. So maybe Matt, you want to talk a little about that since uh, I don't want to steal your thunder and you can talk about it in more detailed. Yeah, well, I mean, it goes back to what I was saying just a second ago. Honestly, it's the same. It's the same idea, except that in, in you know, in that case when I had the COVID, it was um, my my body was like wanting to seize up, and my muscles were getting these achy, crampy kinds of things going on, where a lot of extra kind of residual tension was getting locked into my body. And so instead of working on like structural errors in that, I was really trying to uh, wash out tensions. And some of them um, were known where it was like, yeah, my body hurts right there right now. And I kind of, and I knew that it was like extra kind of tense that way, but some of them um, were not so obvious until I started waving and trying to wave. And then it was like, Ooh, no, that spot in my back really doesn't want to move. That's interesting. And then, um, you know, I, I had to, sort of go from there and work on like, what is causing that? Is it, am I, have I been in a funny position too long? Am I not moved that spot in too long? Is it my muscles are tensing up right there and I didn't realize it until now or like what's going on. And then um, by, by doing that and sort of pinging off all the little trouble spots in my body and then really just insisting on continuing to wave and relax and, and just let that, uh, that wave action kind of do its thing, it started, it, it helped me to really get my mind around where the problems were and help to ease them up until I was able to like really flow through all of those spots. And then again, the whole body breathing became a lot easier at that point, um, which was the bigger part of the kind of the method that we talked about that at the, the panel last year at the Tai Chi gathering, we talked about the breathing techniques for um, for dealing with COVID. And that was the bigger one, but that was a challenge. Just, just the whole body breathing alone was a challenge for me on its own because my body was so wanting to like squeeze in. And so I had to loosen that up first and I used the wave to do it. Fantastic. I like the way you said, letting wave do its thing. That's a very key aspect. You're not like forcing the wave through. Go wave, wave. Yeah, right. it's the don't. Let it do its thing. It's the don't insist and don't resist on the health side. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, Ty Talbert, my partner from both of our first workshop with Sifu Clear together. Oh. Oh, you're, oh, on you're, mute, on mute. you're on mute. I came to the way basically like everyone else did. First of all, working with the DVDs on level one and then going to the wave workshop and how it has very recently become very apparent 
how I can use it for self-defense because I learned a technique last Sunday where you were taking the person striking and moving it up and then moving it down. And I watched most of the people doing it. They were just with their arm moving it up and moving it down. And I was able to do it a lot easier than the other people learning the technique because I had learned how to wave and I'd wave their hand up and wave their hand down. And it was very simple for me to do it while everyone else was just, hey, what's going on here? But knowing how to wave, and it wasn't apparent to the other students, obviously, the other people in this group, what I was doing because they saw me moving my hand up and moving my hand down. And they thought that was what, you know, what you had to do. They didn't understand the wave part of it. Excellent. Wonderful. Even a little bit more to that is that um, the wave can also, someone mentioned earlier about the breath, that if you wave them up with the breath and then control the wave down with their breath, it even adds more to it. Excellent. All right. I just want to say, um, I I find, and I'm addressing this to Ty also and everybody, but that using the wave helps with sort of whole body connection, the wave and and the breath. Yes. The wave doesn't have a starting or stopping point and that should be throughout your whole body all the mm-hmm. time. Right. Kind of like your the heart may beat, you may think of that as the start, but the blood flows throughout the whole body and then it returns back to the heart anyway. So that wave is going through your whole body really without any starting or stopping point, even if there's a point where it might be a little more influenced. And that could be, you know, someone pushes or punches at you, that's the point where you intercept them and you in, kind of uh, influence them or displace or disrupt you know, lots of different words have been used here uh, already by different regional organizers about the effect that that would have. Now on to Mr. Jim Kelly in Boca Raton, Florida. Ah, back again. <laughs> oh, um, the one thing I, I wanted to, you know, just to, to make a point of is that uh, none of us you know, before Tai Chi was born in a vacuum or, or, or had, you know, we've all had different outside influences. And it's funny because I, I wound up, uh, I lived on a yacht for a while and uh, <clears throat> I was a, a licensed captain. And, and it's, I had a little bit of exposure with waves and, and ocean oceanic version and it, they always it always impressed me you know even stepping off of a solid dock onto the boat you can feel a rhythm or a wave in the boat that you created when you touched it <clears throat> and the boat would respond in a certain way and you could tell a lot from it you know you when you're out on the ocean you know, waves were very deceiving I think Sheila had mentioned before what happens when two or three waves meet up and and join together and I've been out on runs to the Bahamas and you know crossing you know crossing blue water and 
you, know, you have five to eight foot waves and then all of a sudden you run across a 15 footer just coming out of nowhere and, and it, it goes on from there you know there's you start to see these anomalies in nature and as it relates to the Tai Chi, I, I think, I, I don't know whether to describe it as being extremely fortunate or very unfortunate. <laughs> I attended one of the first fighting seminars that Sifu did, Sifu Clear. And, uh, and we did in the same couple of days, uh, you know, a hard style Tai Chi fighting. And then we did water style and ghost style. And, you know, I, I think the combination of doing all of that, uh, you know, led me to drink for two or three weeks afterwards. <laughs> so much information, but um, but the during the wave seminar or the wave fighting portion of the seminar, he went over um, a couple of different concepts which, which had to do with wave, and one was the sloshing, uh, where I, I enjoy that system of fighting or that, uh, that use of wave because sloshing is accumulation of, a, you know, waves coming from all different directions, waves combining, uh, multiplying amongst themselves, canceling themselves out, uh, crossing from left to right, right to left, uh, you know, up and down. So the sloshing is is a very big you know part of the I, I think the way my tai chi fighting has changed because it's it is a real real interesting concept uh the other uh, points that he made during that seminar were um the drunken sailor type of uh, fighting where again experiencing it from the deck of a boat you're not even you're not just moving laterally left to right uh, on a sea or on waves the boat rises and falls and it turns one side higher than the other so you're you're constantly um, adjusting your weight on the bottoms of your feet and you're going forward you're going backwards you're going higher on one leg shorter on the other so that it has a lot to do with that that type of being ready and uh, being in the middle of a wave at all times, trying not to be at, as somebody mentioned, the, uh, the, the, the climax of the wave or the valley of the wave. Um, and then the, the last point I wanted to, to uh, that we went over or that I recall going over, like I said, it was like, sipping water from a fire hydrant, but um, the, the last was uh, the, the concept of what happens to water when it goes into a, uh, a fixed opening or a geyser or a, uh, what do they call them, blowholes in Hawaii, uh, where the water is compressed and it changes the frequency of the wave and it adds volume and pressure to the standard wave. So when you're fighting, that's, uh, I equate that a lot to the, uh, the steel wrapped in cotton where the, the general fighting can be a very soft 
cottony feeling. And then when you change the, the force of the wave and the, uh, the frequency of it, it's almost like pushing it through a small hole or an orifice and creating a lot more pressure behind it. So, but those, uh, again, that was that, uh, that fighting, Tai Chi fighting seminar up in Tennessee. It was extremely informative and I had never, had never heard Tai Chi addressed in those fashions and the fighting concept of the Tai Chi before. So it was an eye opener. Cool. That's right, Tennessee, the only place you'll see Tai Chi being related to a drunken sailor. <laughs> Prob probably. Most likely. <laughs> Most likely. There's other places I've heard it, but, but it's great. <laughs> All right, Mark, uh, again, to you, uh, how do you practice the wave or when did you first learn it? How has it affected your health and training? Any of those or all of the above? <laughs> well, you know, um, I'm a lot like a cat that's used up eight lives. So <laughs> I got a lot of injuries. <laughs> so, uh, you know, what I always start with is I always start with uh, sung first. I try to relax first before I start doing any of that other stuff so that I can feel the wave. And, uh, and then the first thing I do once I can get some level of relaxation is I will do something physical to create a wave first so that I can get the sense of it with my mind. It's almost kind of like to wake my, wake my brain up. I'll feel what the physical wave feels like. Maybe, maybe dropping, for example, dropping and laying in a force, come back up. And then, uh, and then I'll start to use my mind to do it instead of the physical action. And then I use it for like a diagnostic to try to remove some more stuff. So I'll, I'll find things that are still tight that didn't get taken care of in my initial relaxation. And then I use the waving action to try to peel away uh, tightness, uh, you know, and issues. And then, uh, and then when I'm working on like more of application of wave, um, most of the time it's, it's, uh, it's gonna be like uh, Jim was saying with the, uh, you know, with the, the sloshing and the like, like the um, the stuff from the water fight, the water boxing, the water fighting that you taught. I, I use that sort of stuff more for like application wise. Mm -hmm. um, I haven't done a lot with the waving, the long and short waving you showed during the last workshop yet, because I was still trying to make sense of it in my head. If I can picture it, I can do it. If I don't have a good picture, it comes off funky. You know what I mean? Um, and actually talking about it today helped a lot, actually. So cool. but that's kind of that's kind of what I do like that. So all right, thank you. And now Sifu Richard Clear. I'd be curious about how you learned weaving and how you practice it. Uh, so everybody else weighed in already? Yes, sir. Yep. So when did I first see it? That is a good question. It wave. Waving wave is one of the 36 primary gen in Tai Chi. And think about it as like that, that, you know, people are, a lot of people have heard of Pung uh, expanding, Pung Lu Jian, uh, Lu is rollback, uh, that being one of them, those kinds of things. And then spiraling, uh, and there's different aspects to that, whether it be Jian Si Jin, which is 
silk reeling energy or um, or coiling. Um, sorry, I don't know the Chinese word for that off the top of my head. The uh, that kind of thing. You've got waving. You've got um, rooting and dropping root. Anyways, and they're they're each a fundamental. And waving is one of the fundamentals. So I'm sure that the first time that I was exposed to it, it was from that standpoint of it's one of the primary gen and Tai Chi. And this is some of how that works and that kind of a thing. And then um, over the years of training, I've had other teachers who were doing different things with that, including uh, one that really, really, really embodied that waving principle to a fair, fair extreme. Um, and then I picked up a bunch more there and then, um, have got things from uncle bill on waving that are quite impressive, uh, and in depth. And part of it is, is that he spent seven, eight years, um, as a merchant Marine, which basically means like, uh, working on ships that are like cargo ships type of thing, transporting. And one of the things that you develop if you're on a ship like that all the time is you develop really great sea legs, as they call it. And that becomes really easy on land if you're martially inclined or movement inclined to turn into things like wave and different kinds of wave and, and all the different kinds of expressions that can come off that water and the air and the interaction of the two. Anyway, so, so all of that, uh, and then my own thing since then, and just, you know, and having fun with it in different kinds of ways and um, seeing its applications in a whole bunch of different kinds of ways and all of that. So it's, so I can't say that there's any one influence so much as just that once I got exposed to it by the teacher that really that was kind of his thing uh the one he liked the best i guess i should say or used the most um then just kind of i caught that bug and it kept going from there and so i really like that one but i like a lot of the other one too uh but wave's got some pretty cool properties to it so yeah excellent all right one last question oh, well, with the so challenge I think, I think we're gonna have to end uh, so well, my question was going to be uh, in one sentence or less. Can anyone say what uh, an application of laughter that they like in life? I'm sorry, an application of wave that they like in life. For me, I could say laughter. Laughter has its own wave to it, its own frequency. Does anyone have a, a word or a sentence at most to wrap this up? Sheila? I'm going to have to go with. Um riding on a swing, being on a swing. I like to be on a swing with my grandson and I've just always enjoyed swinging. I like hammocks. I just, I think swing, swing would be my work. Cool. Excellent. Art? Uh, just um, going through life and going with uh, rises and falls and getting along smoothly with them calmly. So. <clears throat> Excellent. Matt? Um, well, I am a whip maker, um, among other things. And so I like, uh, I like playing with the, the medium and the, um, the different kinds of weaves that you can create to make sure that the wave stays more directional or has more kind of dimensionality to it and, the, and putting together um, 
putting together a sort of a, a working machine for, you know, transforming wave energy into uh, sound barrier breaking speed. Awesome. Harry, uh, a word or a sentence? Sure. Uh, just uh, working on keeping the body nice and loose and flowing. Excellent. Bill? I'll go with body roll. Oh, nice dancing one. Jim? I got to go right to the basics. Waking up every morning and laying my head back down again at night. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say getting guys out of mango trees, but no, no, no. That's uh, those are those once. Uh... <laughs> That's nine to five stuff. That's yeah. <laughs> the blue moon, I think. <laughs> What's the best way right. to get the uh, Mark? Who's spouting crazy stuff out of the mango tree? Blam, blam. It's <laughs> <laughs> a different kind of wave energy. Uh, yeah, shock wave. Shock wave. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, Mark, a word or a uh, sentence? I think I kind of in line more with Harry's answer, where it's more just trying to uh, capture that feel of the wave in uh, everyday life. All right. Sifu? I, I thought you would have went with the waving back and forth on your rolling chair there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Health, the all the health stuff that comes from doing that every day. And I also like the, uh, you know, hey, let's fight. Okay. <laughs> you know, I just like the, uh, you know, the response <laughs> it gets. <laughs> or they go ahead and punch into it. You absorb it and then come back. And then they don't remember what happened after that. But, you know, that's all good, too. I do. I, I have to admit, I did have more than one kind of scrappy kid in our Kung Fu class when I turned the wave on go, <laughs> just drop their fists and look at me like what am i supposed <laughs> to do with this <laughs> whatever you can yeah <laughs> all right so again the uh if you want a class on this it's one of the many classes that are being offered at the clear tai chi Fan international family gathering june 2nd through 5th in maryville tennessee and the website for that is tai chi gathering.com taichigathering.com. Uh, this was the second in our series from the regional organizers for Clear Tai Chi who are going to be offering classes at that uh, weekend. And by all means, come out and visit us and pick up on some of that. And we'll all say hi to you and the, uh, all that good stuff. So uh, thank you, everybody. And any other last comments, better say them now because I think we're out. Thank you, everyone, for participating in this discussion. I appreciate it. Thank you, Dan, for the discussion. You bet. Take care, everyone. Take care. <laughs> Remember, taichigathering.com. <laughs> <laughs>